And a very good day to you. This is Pastor Mark with Touch of God. Let's begin with prayer again this week. Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus, we lift you up today. We thank you uh, for what you're doing in our lives. We thank you for being truthful, faithful, holy, blameless, and every good thing comes down from you, from the Father of lights, according to your scriptures. We thank you today for your message. We thank you for all sustenance, all provision in our lives. We bless your holy name. We seek you, Lord. We seek to seek you with all of our heart, casting aside all distractions in our lives. And we bless your name today. In Jesus' name, amen. And of course, distractions are needless in our lives. They need to be out of the way. They may be things that are just a total waste of time for us, or there may be things that we need to do, but there is a better time for us to do them. So it's always important to ask the, the Lord, ask the Holy Spirit. And you don't have to do this out loud, opening up your mouth and speaking, unless you want to do that. But on any given moment, you can ask the Holy Spirit, do I need to be doing this right now? Should, what should I be doing right now? Can you help me do this task, Holy Spirit? What do you think I should decide on this decision? Which choice should I make? And... God is faithful that he wants the best outcome for you, and he wants you to choose him, but he also wants you to choose righteousness, which he is. He's also love. He's all things upright, but the the, the will of God is also upright and righteous, and, and the path he would have you on is also a good path. That is the path he seeks you to walk. But we have a free will, so we have to ensure that we choose his way and not uh, the way we think we should take based on our own understanding, our logic in our brains and our minds. And Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 says we should not lean on our own understanding. We should lean on God's understanding. God's understanding is what he says in his word or what he says to you in your spirit. That's his understanding about what you should do about a particular thing and always go to him because the when you go to the Lord, the outcome is always the best. Now, you may sometimes be directed by the Lord on a particular path that would otherwise convince you that you took the wrong path. But trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. That's the completion of chapter 3, verse 5 in Proverbs. So, if you don't try to figure it out yourself, but you lean on the Lord and trust in him, even though it does not make sense to you, if you keep, keep walking that path and keep seeking him and keep validating the path with him, keep checking on the path with him, he is on the path with you. He is always wanting to come along with you. Are, are we inviting him into our heart? Are we inviting him along for the walk on the, on the path that he has directed us on? Um, so be encouraged today that we have a choice, but the choice is we either try to figure it out ourselves or we seek the Lord's will and do his will. And how do we know we're doing the Lord's will? Well, if you understand God's nature by reading his word, if you understand his scriptures, 
if you understand that the and remember what Jesus did while he was on the earth. If you take a look at those things, and you also know that what you need to be doing is doing things in a righteous way, in a good way, helping others, loving the Lord thy God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength, but also loving your neighbor as yourself. Then if you do these things and you come up with this understanding of what kind of decisions you should be making, it should be relatively easy for you to make them. But the Holy Spirit is there within you as a new believer, as a believer, a new creation, I should say, to help guide you into all truth, to teach you the truth. And because you know the Holy Spirit knows every single verse, and you know the Holy Spirit is the best teacher to explain every single thing about a particular verse to you. And for that moment in your life where you need to understand some specific things about a set of verses or a chapter or an area of God's Word. So be encouraged today. Just seek the Lord and gain an understanding of, of His understanding. Gain an understanding of who He is and know Him, not just know of Him. And we've been talking about that too recently. Second uh, Corinthians chapter five verse seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away; behold, the new has come. And you remember the scripture from last week. Um, it's very important to keep on meditating on these key verses that we've been reading out, because you are a new creation now. The old has passed away. But maybe you're still experiencing the old. And so that's what we want to get into a little bit today. Now, remember that we, uh, according to Colossians chapter 2, verse 12, it says, Having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. So we were raised with Christ, but we were also buried with him first. This is where the old passed away. We were the old self was buried with Christ in baptism. And then you were raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. And then verse 13 goes on to say, And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses. That is a cause to celebrate today, amen? But remember, you were dead, but now you are alive. And you say, well, I've always been alive. I've been alive since my first breath out of my mother's womb. Well, the truth is that you were born into the world and then had a sinful nature. Not long after you were born, you maybe you committed your first sin at maybe the age age three or two or something like that. You were leaning towards sin, and we explained why this was in past programs. But you, uh, you're to be truthful according to the word. When we are born out of our mother's wombs, the the word explains that we are children of the devil. And it is not until we give our lives to Jesus and God comes and redeems us, he trans- then translates us from out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his beloved son. And that 
means that we are no longer children of the devil. We become children of the Lord himself. Growing up into sons and daughters, knowing their heavenly father and knowing his ways and not the ways of the devil and the ways of the world. Amen. And it's all undeserved. We didn't do a single thing to deserve God's mercy and his grace and being redeemed from going to hell and the destruction that we would have otherwise ended up in. So today we're going to talk a little bit more about, uh, in Colossians chapter 3, putting on the new self. And if if then you have been raised with Christ, so in the previous chapter, chapter 2 of Colossians, we talked about you being raised. So then chapter 3, verse 1 says, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. Now, why would you need to do that? Well, first thing is Proverbs chapter 23 verse 7 says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. And so we, we hear a lot the first part of that verse. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. That means what you dwell on, you become. If you put your mind to something for a period of time, you or you think, uh, for example, Let's say you think on something that you really regret doing earlier in life, or even just the other day, or just this, or just this morning, and you think on it, and you think on it, and you really meditate on it, and you really contemplate how you regret doing this thing. It ends up really uh, forming a seed in your heart, and your heart becomes um, negative and disappointed and it leads to depression and things like that. It can actually get out of, uh, it can grow into depression. So that's when you think on the things on the world of the world and things uh, on the earth. It's important that you do not become uh, these negative things by thinking neg- negative things. We need to think on things that are above. Because if you think about things that are above you, which is the Lord himself in the seated on the throne, uh, the angelic realms above us, uh, heavenly places where there is only righteousness and no evil. Yes, there are there are demons in in other other areas of the spheres above us in the sky, but I'm talking about the heavens. The heavens are the heavens of the Lord, according to Psalm chapter one hundred and fifteen, verse sixteen. So we, if we think on the things that are above and we apply Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7, that means that we will become all these beautiful things that we think on are above. We become who we are because the things that are above is what God created you to be like. And when he give, gave you your new self, you became that person. Your, your spirit was brand new when you gave your life to Jesus. But remember, your mind has to be renewed to the truth. That's why you have to think on the things that are above and not on the earth. Because the things of the earth are all death and destruction. Sin and death is the earth. The earth has fallen. The humankind is fallen, except for those who have given their life to Jesus. 
So it's important that we think on things that are above, and you will find that you will be so happy that you made the decision to to really focus your mind on things that are above. Think on the Lord. Think on Jesus. Picture his face. Talk to him. Spend time with him. And and just just know that he is with you. Because if you think on these things, then you will not feel negative. You will not feel depressed. You will not feel anything like that. Because you are coming into an understanding of who you are in Christ. You're renewing your mind to the word of God. You're, you're realizing your new identity that God gave you when you gave your life to Jesus. And so there's, there's no regrets. There's no regrets whatsoever. And um, uh, Romans at chapter 8, verse 1 and 2, it says, there, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Well, Christ Jesus is inside of you. You're in him. He's in the Father. The Father's in Him. Uh, it's it's all you're all one together with the Lord. Uh, verse two: For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. So, do you see how significant this is? Now that you are in Christ, it is almost like you're no longer here on the earth. You're in Christ. You're here, but you're not here. And uh, remember, you are seated in Christ in heavenly places next to the Father. And But you're also here on the earth, and God is trying to work through you while you're still here. Because, you know, we cannot lead anybody to Christ once we're in heaven. We have a short time here on the earth, and we need to get busy, amen, about our Father's business, nonetheless. So, in chapter 3 of Colossians, It says, verse 3, For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Verse 5, Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. And then there's a list here. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness which is idolatry. So let's take this verse here. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Verse 5 of Colossians chapter 3. Now, if you're born again and everything is new, old things are passed away, why do you need to put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you? Well, remember that your spirit is brand new, but your mind may still have tendencies to think about what you used to enjoy. Now, your mind should do that to a much lesser degree now because your heart is changing. Your heart is, you've been given a brand new spirit by the Lord. Your your spirit has been regenerated. You have this new spirit that is of the Lord and it is, the, the spirit knows God. It, your spirit knows the word of God. It knows every scripture. So you have a tendency because you're being driven by your your spirit in you intertwined with the holy spirit god's grace the holy spirit and and your spirit together are trying to get you to do the right thing okay but sometimes there is a struggle there was no struggle before you were born again because you had your old spirit 
and the mind was carnal, and you used to enjoy perhaps these things on the list I just read out to you. But now that you have been born again, you have a new spirit, but your mind may still not be renewed yet. It might still be carnal. It will be carnal for as long as you decide to delay or postpone understanding the Word of God and what God says about you and understanding the truth of the Scriptures, particularly your identity in Christ, which is why we've been so persistent about this topic since we have uh, been on the air for the last many uh, two or three months. Because it is so important, it's the most important topic besides salvation, renewing the mind, identity in Christ. It's, 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 it's central to your uh, understanding of who you are and, and what, how God can use you for the remaining days you have on this earth. Amen? We're not trying to just bide time before we take our last breath. God wants to use us here. Remember, he wants to co-labor with us here. We're supposed to co-labor with him. We're supposed to preach the gospel to all creation. We're supposed to lay hands on the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. You know, whatever it is, freely you have received, freely give, Jesus said to his disciples. So put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. So what is earthly in you is your the carnal part of your mind and the tendencies to still want to do the things that you used to do before you gave your life to Jesus. And those things you have to deliberately persist in killing. In other words, you 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 walk the other way, you turn 180 degrees, you repent and you do not do those things anymore. If you get a temptation, then know that that temptation is not from the Lord, it is from the devil. Or just from part, a part of your carnal mind that used to do this thing repetitively and used to enjoy it. And the enemy is still trying to entice you with it. He's trying to suggest that mm, maybe you haven't really changed at all. And you then you become uh, a risk of being convinced that you never were born again either, which is not true. If you truly gave your heart to Jesus, you're born again. The enemy will still come at you to say, well, it, maybe you weren't. And let, look, you still like looking at this particular picture on the internet. You still like smoking this. You still like drinking this. So the way to do that is to say, Jesus, I have this temptation right now. Jesus, you know all about temptations in the wilderness. I need your help. I need your strength. I will put down this cigarette. I will put down this bottle. I will turn off this website. I will seek you. And Lord, I need your 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 power right now to to just get through this next five minutes because I do not want to sow to my flesh. I want to sow to the spirit. I want to put to death what is earthly in me, Lord. Help me put to death what is earthly in me because I want to think on the things that are above and I do not want to have anything earthly left inside of me from my old self. Now that I am born again, and I am a new creation. Old things have passed away, according to Roman, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. It says, The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So if the old has passed away, Lord, I thank you for burying my old past with you in baptism. And I thank you, Lord, 
that I am raised with you, and I am seated in you in heavenly places next to the Father. But walking this earth, you are indwelling me in my in the temple in my body. You, you and the Father and the Holy Spirit together are in me and walking with me. Wherever I go, you go. And Lord, I thank you today for keeping me, uh, keeping me on the right path as I seek to do your will and not my own will out of my thinking. But also, Lord, continue to convict me by your Holy Spirit if I slip up. If I slip up the Holy Spirit, I thank you, Holy Spirit, for convicting me immediately. And then I can turn to the Lord and say, Lord, I am sorry for doing that. Please forgive me. I receive your cleansing by your blood and I uh, forgiving my sin that I just committed and any other sins that I, I don't know about that I've committed. And I thank you, Lord, right now for cleansing me of all unrighteousness. And then you would be, and then you would have just um, applied a verse in the Bible, which is the uh, book of First John, chapter one, verse nine. And so you can research that verse um, if you like, and it's very powerful about the Lord's forgiveness of sins. If we confess our sins, He is faithful to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So the key here in verse five of Colossians chapter three is put to death. Therefore, what is earthly in you? And so, the way I like to help people understand this is, the more you look at the thing that you shouldn't be looking at, the more you are feeding it, and the more it is staying alive in your life. And it's just growing and growing, and it's it's almost getting out of control. And in some cases, it is out of control in your life. But to to resolve that problem, and you have to believe me because I have gone through the same thing um, with different temptations. What I do is if I see something that I would like to look at, but it is not good for me and it is not righteousness, it is sinful, it is a fleshly desire, it is earthly inside me, then what I do is I, I quickly turn away and I actually speak in tongues too. And I say, Lord, please forgive me for looking. Please help me not to look back and give me the strength that I need to continue not to look at these things or to drink these things or to smoke these things or whatever that may be in your life. Think about when you are not looking at that thing or consuming that thing, you are cutting the snake's head off. You are cutting the head off of the snake. And what happens when you cut the head off of a snake? The rest of the snake may wriggle for a little while, but soon the entire body of the snake does no longer move and it's dead. This is exactly what happens when you turn away from looking at something you desire. You might still be thinking about that thing for a little bit. You may get tempted again the next day or even the next hour or the next week or so, do not think that you are um, that the Lord is upset at you. The Lord wants you to repent and continue to seek His help. But you you will have the Lord's strength because the Bible says that though God is not the one who tempts you, He is the one that allows you a way of escape. That is in the Scriptures. But because remember. If you are turning away from those things, 
you have you have taken this the head of the snake off of the snake's body and slowly this thing will no longer have the strength it once had over your habits i promise you because i am living proof of this and every time i think about cutting the snake's head off of the rest of the snake and i look away from these things and after a little while the temptation fades and fades more and fades more and soon it is no longer a problem but the quickest way to get an understanding of this is just to believe that you are no longer the person that you used to be before you were born again you are a new creation all the old stuff that you used to do it's dead god does not remember it anymore he decided to not remember it he doesn't forget your sin but he decides not to remember it according to scripture amen so we will be continuing on on this theme as the lord leads us uh, in the meantime this is pastor mark whelan with touch of god and we are on the internet on youtube at touch of god radio and also facebook at touch of god radio where you can play past programs and videos uh, we would like you to send in your prayer requests to this email address. It's touchofgodradio at gmail.com. Touchofgodradio at gmail.com. And you are welcome to send prayer requests there. In the meantime, let me pray over you today. Father, in the name of Jesus, I take authority in your name over every every evil scheme of the devil in the in the listener's family, the person listening today. I thank you, Lord, right now. I thank you, Lord, for your authority in your name that you're allowing me to use as joint heirs with you over every evil thing that is trying to come against the people listening to this station. I command all sickness and disease to be gone from everyone's bodies who is listening right now and their families immediately in Jesus' name. I speak your life, Lord Jesus, into their bodies from head to toe. I command all cancer in their bodies, if it does exist, to die right now. All cancer, die. Bodies, you shall live and not die in Jesus' name. People of God, you shall live and not die in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, today for your presence. I thank you, Lord, for your love for the people here. And may they understand your scriptures. May they understand you and your ways, your beautiful, magnificent, holy, and blameless ways. And Lord, let us be helped by your Holy Spirit to grow up into all things into Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. You have a blessed week. God bless you.